so as as dads go, we all are learning how to do this. Um, all of the dads that are new dads during this COVID time are learning how to do this, figuring out how to do this life of parenting well. I know that uh, in the Bible, Paul, uh, when he's talking about his, his spiritual son, Timothy, he talks about all of the instruction that he wants to pass on and leave for that next generation. So in this place, we want to speak to those of you who are new dads, those of you who have been dads for a long time, have grandkids and great-grandkids, and we also want to speak to those of you who in, in the room who may not be dads yet in the natural. Know this, that you do have spiritual sons. You do have those people that are looking up to you for an example. And because of that, today, we thought it would be a great day to share some experience from some guys who've been doing this for a little bit, um, that have, have, have a little bit of dadhood underneath the belt, and they're going to share a little bit of their experience with you today. So I'm going to invite them to come on up. Guys, go ahead and come on up, and we're going to pray over the morning while these dads come to the platform. If you would, please close your eyes, bow your heads with me. Father God, thank you so much for the opportunity to come and to share, God, your, your plan, your word, and our experiences, God, that you have led us through. God, the good, the bad, the ugly, Father, we thank you that we can learn from them all because in your word, you promised us that you could work all things together for the good of those that love you. So, Father, right now we declare that we love you, we thank you for your presence, and we ask you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Gentlemen, why don't you guys go ahead and have a seat. We're going we're gonna to introduce these guys to you and let them share a little bit of where they're coming from. Dan, let's start with you. Can you share a little bit about your story um, and, and, and just your family dynamic coming into this? Sure. Good morning. Um, my name is Dan Bush, and I've uh, been married up almost coming up on 26 years to Sandra. Ooh, yeah. And uh, we have a daughter, Hannah, who's 25. Hannah Quinn, I can't see. I think she's coming to next service. Uh, she's married <laughs> to Bryant Quinn. Um, our son, James, is 21. He's right over there. Um, and then our youngest, Emily, is 18, just graduated high school. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, you know, my early age, my mom was really instrumental um, in, in how I um, came to know the Lord and came to give my life to Christ. But I will tell you that uh, my dad rededicated his life to the Lord around when I was 10 or 11, you know, right before my teen years. And I can tell you that that probably... Um, you know, you never know what would have looked like, but I can say that having a father, um, you know, be uh, 100% uh, committed to God uh, was huge in, in my life. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's, um, let's, let's move on to the next. Why, why don't you introduce yourself, Tim? Let us know a little bit about your family dynamic um, and how long you and Monica have been married. Yeah. Okay. Is that, that's a test. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that that is is a, a test. test. Okay. <laughs> Hi, my name is Tim Brenner. Um, my wife, Monica, I saw her in the back. There right she back, is. Right back yeah. over there. <laughs> 26 years. I've been married. And uh, um, I've got four kids. So I've got Cezanne, uh, who sometimes is up here in worship team. Um, and she is a uh, uh, 24. You, you really set a bar high. So. You make <laughs> Good thing it wasn't also the birth date. Jeez. Holy cow. 
I told him, I told him, just, just remember <laughs> the ages. Don't remember the yeah, birthdays. Car- you got this. My daughter Carly is 19, uh, and then uh, we were blessed. Uh, Lord laid on our heart to adopt, and we adopted a. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> to raw today. <laughs> so my son uh, Caleb, who's now 15, uh, from South Korea, and then my son Cody, who's 10, made it. Woo! Yeah. Made Woo! it through. You got through it. Got I through. I promised Dan I wouldn't have awkward moments of silence because <laughs> it really bothers him. <laughs> he has to say something, and then. I tried to make it through, so yeah. at any rate. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, why don't you go ahead and uh, I- introduce yourself this morning and let us know a little bit about your family dynamic. So how much about my family dynamic? <laughs> 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 uh, my name's Terry Cuddy Ford. Uh, my wife is Jeannie. She's sitting out here in the chair back there. And uh, we were uh, married in 1962. Mm. And so, yeah, it's, yeah. I didn't. Keep, I'm not keeping track of ages. So, uh, <laughs> my uh, uh, first son was born in '63. Uh, okay. Next one born in '64, then '65, and uh, we skipped a couple of years. And '72, I think, was the next. They're all four sons. Okay. So that's pretty much my. How much more do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll stop there for now, and, and we'll, we'll move on a little bit with some of our questions. As, as we kind of discussed family dynamic, um, Dan, uh, I, I know that you already kind of launched into this a little bit, but how did you come to faith? Um, you said that your dad got saved when you were around 10, but, but how did you come to faith in, in Christ? Uh, I mean, it was pretty much all I knew. My, my, my grandfather, my mom's dad, was a pastor, and so it was just something uh, that was every part of our growing up, just going to church, uh, and then my mom just really instilling in me um, to follow the Lord, read the Bible, um, and just growing up in a church home, mm-hmm. just like that. And um, again, you know, when I was about a 10, my, I had older brothers and sisters, and when I was younger, you know, I didn't quite realize... Um, they all, they all rededicated, they became on fire for God when I was, again, around 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just really changed the dynamic of our family a lot, even though we were all going to church, just having them and then my dad, um, come to know the Lord. Just, it, it just made it much more about, it wasn't something separate you did on Sunday or something. It was just, it was every part of our life. Uh, was all about pursuing God with our talents and what we can do, and and um, so I was just really fortunate to to not only have a really strong foundation when I was little, but then to be kind of surrounded with a family who loved Jesus, you know, especially you know being around ten. Okay, okay, and and Terry, I I know I sat with you and and we had a conversation in the office the other day, and and I, I really thought that your story of how you came to faith. Uh, was really interesting, and, and I feel like it gives a little bit of a, maybe a, a flip side of the coin. Can you let us know when and how you came to faith? Uh, yeah. Um, well, my uh, family was, is Mormon, and Jeannie's family was Catholic, and Jeannie was Catholic. Uh, so we got, we got married in that dynamic. Mm-hmm. So the wedding was difficult, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, but you know my, my wife just uh, stuck with me. Uh, 
through work and through uh, friends, uh, people shared the gospel with me, and I finally gave my heart to the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, and about 1962 or three, somewhere in about 63, I think. And uh, I had agreed to raise my family uh, more, I mean, to a Catholic. And uh, so then I told Jeannie that I'd given my heart to the Lord, and uh, we're taking him to this little church um, in Forest Grove. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just have to give her all the credit. I mean, she just uh, stood, stood by me. Uh, she, uh, eventually, she began to have uh, fellowship with other people, her family. They, uh, they became Christians. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we just began down that journey uh, together, uh, not knowing how to raise one kid <laughs> and, and not really having any common faith. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she said, divorce never, murder maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Till death do you part, Yeah, yeah, till death do you part. Those were the vows. So, <laughs> uh, so that's, that was our beginning to walk, it was early in the 60s okay. uh, with the Lord and uh, I can't go just quit, quit there at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and if you don't mind me asking, how old were your boys when you guys started taking them to church? Um, uh, well, they, uh, they were born in, uh, well, probably a year or two, year old, and okay. that type of age. Okay, yeah. okay. So they, 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 they were pretty young when you started sharing your faith in that way. Right. Um, what, uh, and... and Tim, I'm, I'm going to throw this question to you. What does God as our Father mean to you? Yeah, good question. Um, that's mine. I don't know. If you, <laughs> you can have it if you want. I got found one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> um, I grew up in a in a Christian home. I uh, grew up Lutheran. Um, I remember specifically uh, when I was in, I think it was in fourth grade, third or fourth grade, I remember my mom asking me if I want to ask the Lord in my heart, and, and a very vivid memory about that. But, you know, then you grow up, you go to high school, uh, go to college, you kind of sometimes fall away, and, uh, um, and then shortly after I graduated from uh, college, my dad passed away. Here we go. Thanks a lot, by the way. You're welcome. You're uh, welcome for that. Jeez, Louise. Uh, and uh, so he passed away in, in 94. He was 48 years old. I'm 52 now. So I'm in this kind of weird place, especially when I turned 48. That was a very strange year for me, um, just knowing where I was in my life. But uh, kind of God just uh, really filled that void. Mm -hmm. um, really, uh, I mean, it really became very personal. Um, yeah, because um, I did have a void physically in my father being gone. Um, so I really had to rely on, on him a lot deeper. And, uh, you know, it, it's not difficult because um, God doesn't want it to be hard. Mm -hmm. You know, he just, he, he's there. <laughs> yeah. He uh, gives you the words. He gives you the insight. Um, our job is just to follow it. Mm. which is really hard sometimes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, just, it's so personal, and mm -hmm. it's so easy. And, yeah. you know, as a dad, um, you have no other choice. You just have to. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's that's really good. I love that David Eddy pulled that out last last week when he was here. He was you know just hooking that finger in the belt loop and following behind Dad. That was that was such a cool a cool story. Dan, how 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 do you process through God as our Father? What does that mean to you and your family? Yeah, I think uh, real similar to Tim. I think. Um, I think it's easy, it's always been easy for me to rely on God and see God as a place of refuge, as someone who's fighting for me, who wants what's best for me. I think scripture is really full of that as far as God wanting what's best for us. And, and I think, um, and, and by far, uh, far from perfect, but I think that that's what I've really tried to do for my kids is is to be that loving father and be someone who's a, somebody's champion you know yeah. a champion for three kids um because i feel like god god's my champion and he and he's always pushing um and wanting what's best for me and pushing me but then also being really i you know feeling you know proud of me and so those mm -hmm. are the kind of things that i've i've tried then um and I, I agree the following part's not always easy but the but then trying to how do I how do I be that father, um, uh, not father figure, but that that person who's pushing uh, my kids, but also that safe place to land too, always. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm 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 gonna pass this next question on to Terry. Terry, um, how how and and when did you begin to pass your faith onto your children? When, when did they start to experience that um, coming to Jesus or that th those moments where they made decisions in their life? Well, a, lo a lot of that was, um, you know, beating them at home. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, no, not really. We, uh, we just tried to begin to raise them. I, I, we were young, so we didn't really know exactly how to raise kids in a Christian environment. Right. It's probably the best way to state that. So we, we went about doing it what we thought was right. Uh, we made a lot of mistakes along the way, uh, we, we, but we got them to church. We got them up and got them to church every day. Uh, youth, they ended up eventually in youth group, and so through uh, multiple uh, ways, uh, they all be became to know the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, I would say that the Lord had more to do with that than myself. Uh, uh, we, you know, we uh, I, I had no idea what to do actually, right. and uh, so we. Well, at one point, uh, I was really frustrated, and I just got down on my knees, and I said, Lord, they're yours, because I'm failing. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to do it. But uh, my wife was uh, so steadfast uh, behind us. Mm -hmm. uh, she was uh, a strong Christian, became a strong Christian. Uh, and so it was just a partnering of us, and then the churches, we were in a couple of different churches, mm -hmm. and they were embraced in those churches. And so... Um, uh, and God just spoke to each one of them independently, and they gave their hearts to the Lord. And so I just, myself, can't take any credit for that. Uh, I would just say that the Lord uh, got a hold of them and, and uh, brought, helped bring them up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you said they, they didn't always make the right choices, but they, they, they wound, wound up in the, in the right space. Um, Tim, how... how how did you pass your, and, and when did you pass your faith on to your kids? Um, as, you've, as you've seen them, they've, they've kind of got a good span of ages, so some yeah. of them are still kind of learning that. Yeah, we have a spread, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so um, when, when Monica and I got married, um, pretty shortly after that, we uh, got baptized. Um, and, uh, you know, we've, we've always, God's just been the, the center of our life um, ever since the very beginning. Matter of fact, when we met, we were both doing youth ministry. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I love the junior high <laughs> as well. Um, so we, Monica always liked the high school, but I liked the junior high. But, um, so we were, we were, we were in that environment, I guess. Um, so when, uh, when our kids were born, they were always in church. Um, mm -hmm. they were in that environment as well. But, um, every one of them, Monica and I have talked with them about Jesus. They, they, uh, knew who he was. Um, they hopefully have seen God work in our lives. We've talked about times with them where God's provided, uh, God has protected, um, God has, uh, walked ahead and cleared a path for us. Um, I feel like so much of what we do is around that until I get in the way. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I'm, I'm thankful to say that each of my kids have, uh, accepted the Lord, um, Jesus into their life. Um, but you know, they're trying to figure it out too, mm -hmm. uh, what that walk means. Um, so a lot of it has just been example, prayer, church. We also raised them. Uh, we, we believe in Christian education. That was important to us. And so they were, they've, uh, all grown up through, a, a going to a Christian school. Um, cause that was just, uh, really strong for us, not for everybody, but strong for us. Uh, and, uh, so just the environment, it's always been a way of our life. It's been the, the give God just the glory for everything that we've done. And we hope that they can see that and recognize that and do that themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Dan, I know um, as someone, someone working in, with school districts and, and, and things of that nature, how, how do you pass your faith onto your children? And, and I, I, I loved in your answer, um, because we asked them all these questions ahead of time so they could kind of prepare themselves. But you said that it's action-oriented, not just belief-oriented. Can yeah. you expand that a little bit for us? Yeah, I think as Christians, we just have a really uh, deep responsibility to have our, our faith lived out. And, 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 and I think God blesses us with our talents. And so take those talents and, and make your faith come alive in them, whether it's in athletics or arts, we just have a responsibility to be active in our communities and however that looks. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's never, you know, I've just really tried to impress upon our kids that, you know, the talents you have are, are given to you by God and you need to use those um, for, for his purposes. And I think that, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of all three kids for, for where they've taken their talents and just, and, and, and it's just a, a deep responsibility. And so um, however you use those, um, you know, they were, God give, gave them to you for a reason. And so, um, and uh, you know, all, all three of our kids, partly because of my work, you know, went to, <laughs> went to public school, but you know, that was, that was also a really important, you know, in my opinion, training ground for them. I mean, all of them used their talents to lead different types of ministries within their context with their talents um you know and when and when you're when you're humble in the use of your talents i think that's where where jesus can really shine through is when you have talent 
and you don't make it about yourself, um, mm -hmm. that is where that's where Jesus can really shine through. And yeah. I think you know I'm, I'm just super proud of uh, all three kids for for doing that um, mm -hmm. and really trying to redirect that talent upward towards Jesus. So yeah, what what did that look like? during the week at your house, I, I know you also said it wasn't just a Sunday experience. What did, what did, what did the Bush household look like while you had, you know, maybe, I don't know, younger kids or even teens in the house? Uh, well, it was busy. I mean, <laughs> they, I mean, they were all very active and, and whatnot. And I think that the other thing was, is because they were so active and, and busy, we also really wanted our home to be kind of a place of rest mm. because if you're out there, um, you know, if you're constantly pushing yourself and constantly trying to, I mean, we all walk out of the church and go into our lives, you know, wondering if we measure up, if we're good enough. I mean, we all do that. And I always felt like our kids were, you know, if they're going out there, whether it's in sports or arts or whatever they're, they're doing, it, trying to have the home be a place of rest and, you know, kind of re recovery, recharge and, and encouragement to go back out there and do that. Right. Um, you know, when they were younger, though, I think it was trying to model and stuff. I mean, for some of you might remember, you know, we did a thing called Adopt a Block here for, for six years mm. um, over on East 3rd neighborhood, and, and our kids were there with us. Our kids were serving burgers and hot dogs and fed last. Um, <laughs> and, and those the were foundational moments, I think, to, to be able to say this is, you know, God's using my platform as a vice principal to connect to this community. And, you know, this is what we're going to be doing. And it wasn't just that. And, and my wife had a lot of, you know, she did a lot of work in, in you know, helping underserved people. And, and she's in, in dentistry. And so, you know, underprivileged uh, people that didn't have access. I mean, so it's just been something that we've always done and, and wanted our kids to see that so that when they got to the age where they could use their talents out there, they hopefully, you know, followed that, that example. Right. Right. I think that's, that's, that's really good. Um, in that, I, I, I think that kind of brings out the question, how, how do we partner with God? Um, in, in parenting our children. And, and Terry, I'm going to pass this one back to you. I, th I think as, as parents, we know that we're going to fail at some point in time. I'm, I have a, uh, a 17, almost 18-month-old son. And so at this point, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm just learning. I'm just picking up on some of these things. And I'm already like, man, missed it there, missed it there, you know. Um, how do we partner with God in allowing him to raise our kids? Because, Terry, I know you've said that you guys didn't know how to raise kids and you just said, God, they're yours. So, so how do you partner with God in doing that? Well, uh, a lot of it is prayer Ooh. for each one. And we did a lot of that with uh, prayer. We, we dedicated them to the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, we, uh, we, tr we tried to teach them. Well, we had Bible verses. We taught them the Bible as much as possible. Um, we, uh, we, went, we did their... We went to activities that they had, mm -hmm. uh, and I don't, know, I don't know exactly how partnering means, uh, <laughs> but we, uh, we, we made sure that uh, God was in our household, uh, in their lives. Mm -hmm. uh, we, uh, we dragged him to church every week, <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, 
You know, I, I think uh, we didn't have any particular agenda that way. Mm. Um, we just went as God directed us. And um, uh, I don't know exactly uh, uh, any of them. Honey, you got any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, can I phone a spouse? Yeah, I phone a spouse. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm stumbling a little bit, but that's just the way we did it. We just mm -hmm. raised our kids. We loved them de desperately. Mm -hmm. uh, as, as a father, I made mistakes, as most fathers do. Uh, but we, we, we made sure they grew up in a Christian environment. Yeah. Made sure we, they went to church every week. Uh, our home was a Christian environment. Uh, and so uh, that's kind of the way we did it. Yeah. Um, and... Just based on our, our conversation that we had back in the office, I, I remember you said something about how, you know, your kids made mistakes. You, uh, you allowed them to make mistakes. You allowed them to choose the wrong path at times so that they could come back and you guys could talk through that. How, how, did, how did you allow them to come back and, and create a safe environment for them to make the mistakes and still come back to you as parents? Well, one, one thing is that we, we never stopped loving them. Mm. Uh, even though they might have made mistakes, as I have, as, as everybody has, uh, they, were, they were still ours. We still loved them deeply. Mm. And so they knew that there was love in the home and care, and they weren't going weren't to abandon them no matter what right. happened. And so uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, we just decided that the, the mistakes go on. We might uh, correct them if we can. Mm -hmm. uh, and then... Uh, they're still part of us. They're still our kids, and we love them, and, and never, never have not loved them. Right. And I've shown them that, and uh, they, have, they, have I been disciplined? Yes, I've disciplined them. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, Jeannie was pretty good at cleaning up the mess I left after I, dis <laughs> after I disciplined them. <laughs> I, I, th I think that, that, is, that is truly the key to fatherhood is knowing that you've got a partner. You've got somebody who's there that's supporting you. Um, behind every great man of God, there's always a mighty woman of God praying. <laughs> so, Tim, uh, how, how do you partner with God in raising your kids? Yeah, so, um, you know, partnering with God is when, uh, when my oldest was, was growing up, um, especially when they get into that middle school age and stuff like that, you can't do it without the Holy Spirit. I don't even care, man. I, I don't even care who you are. It's just not even possible. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it becomes like your only option um, because you're raising kids. I always say how oh, you're raising kids to leave. Um, not really leave, but they're, you're raising them to grow into their own being and they're going to make their own choices and decisions good and bad and uh and so um i remember many times where god woke me in the middle of the night when there were things that weren't right mm. and uh to expose those things and uh that happened many times and and uh um the Holy Spirit just has really been a big part of of both Monica and my life, and how we partner with God and 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 uh, raise our kids. I I have uh, so that sounds real great. 
you're all like, wow, he's got it together. No way. <laughs> Let me tell you. No way. Um, because then your self gets in there and uh, your own will gets in there. And, uh, and uh, Terry said it perfectly because then your wife cleans up the mess you, you made. <laughs> That's me too. Um, because, you know, I, I can be really black and white, right and wrong. And uh, that comes across very uh, uh, judgmental, uh, condemning, um, and it doesn't create a culture of being safe. Mm. Um, and so I, I'm still, <laughs> still working on it. Yeah, I always joke, and it's really not a joke. It's actually very true. When I when Cezanne, my oldest, was born, I go, okay, I'm gonna create a savings fund for college and a savings fund for counseling. <laughs> um, yeah, and they're using that. So um, it, it's uh, because we're not, nobody's perfect. You're not ever going to be perfect, so don't even try to be perfect. Just mm. try to die to yourself and mm. uh, um, allow God to work. Because let me tell you, it, it doesn't work very well the other way. And, you know, I'm still picking those pieces up. So Yeah. yeah. Dan, how would you say that you partner with God in fatherhood? Um, well, I think, I think one of the things kind of echoing what, what these guys said is, is you can't do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's this balance between having that responsibility that, you know, God gives you an, a, a, an amazing responsibility and, and charges you to raise your kids you know, to follow him, and that's a huge responsibility, but he doesn't call you to do it by yourself. Hmm. And, you know, I, and I think, I think we individually were, you know, we're one snapshot, you know, God creates a mosaic of Christians that are all so different and yeah. have such, yeah. uh, you know, different talents. And if my kids are only looking at me, that's a, that's, I don't want them to see Christ just through me because I'm just one little, uh, you know, whatever on that mosaic, that piece. And I want them to see Christ in a lot of other people. And, and so, I mean, I'm looking out there at my buddy, Jeremy Somerville back there. <laughs> you know, he's the one that, you know, um, prayed with James when I don't know how old James was, you know. And, you know, and I don't hold that as being, you know, I'm just glad that, that, there was a space for James to have that moment with you. I don't think that I'm glad he had that moment with you, you mm -hmm. know, and there's just, and there's, there's a lot of people in this church, you know, teacher Kim and others that, that my kids were able to see Christ in because they can't just, you know, you can't carry that mantle by yourself. Yeah. You know, it's a huge responsibility, but it's, it's about trying to give them multiple glimpses of who Jesus is in other people's lives, um, yeah. because that to me is what's rooted their faith, because mm -hmm. it hasn't just relied on Sandra and me. Right, right, and and I think coming into that, Tim, you actually wrote something in your responses where you said, "I have to acknowledge the fact that God loves my kids more than I ever could." And when when we step back and and gain perspective in that. You recognize that God has the Jeremy Somervilles. God has the people that are that are placed in your kid's life to help bring them in. Um, I think that's a that's a really good, really good thought to take when you're when you're recognizing, hey, I can't do this all on my own. Um, you don't have to. You don't have to. God wants to do that with you. 
I, I guess the last question, and, and probably what a lot of uh, dads or, or people who lead would want to know is what, what advice would you give your younger self? So if you could rewind the clock, you know, 10, 20 years, what, 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 what would you tell yourself, your younger self? Terry, let's start with you. <laughs> uh, I often thought it'd be great to do everything all over again. <laughs> uh, but that's not possible. Um, you know, I, what would I do different? Um, well, my, my whole approach to parenting was wrong, really. Mm. And uh, I, I think I would uh, change my approach to parenting. And uh, I, think, I think more of a, a loving relationship than a uh, parental, uh, don't do this, don't do that. Uh, I had a lot of that in me. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I was raised. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, that's kind of the way we tried to raise the kids. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, you kind of had your thumb on them, too, uh, probably too much, you know, mm -hmm. holding them down too much. Mm. Uh, let them express themselves more. Um, and, uh, and that that would be what I think I'd f focus on uh, differently. Okay. Tim, if you could rewind the clock a few years, what would you tell your younger self when it comes to parenting? What advice would you give to yourself? Yeah, I mean, really echoing a lot of what, what Terry said and, and I mean, I was raised where you really, um, you know, there's right and wrong, and you, you know, stay and tote that line. And I, I think that I turned out fine, and then I had kids, so I realized <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> um, so uh, really being more loving, compassionate. Um, I know after I say this, I'm going to be talking with my wife at lunch today about this, um, about... Uh, you know, loving before you uh, act in discipline or anger, but start with love. Um, mm. The other thing I would I would uh, do is tell uh, my younger self to chill out uh, <laughs> when it comes to sports. Mm. Um, I wanted to kind of hit on this because um, today's society puts so much focus on youth sports and. Uh, it's a it's a wreck and we're ruining our kids and uh the fact of the matter is your kid is not going to be an nba star you know or um because the odds just aren't aren't there and if they are they're going to be that way no matter what because god's given them those talents and you just don't have to be so insane about it um i mean people are insane i was insane especially with my oldest um and really pushed her because I saw that potential, you know? Um, and it's like, you just gotta let them be kids too, you know, mm -hmm. and not and not push that. So I, I if, if I looked back, I, I would really say, I, I was driving to church this morning and I come down Chalem Drive and there's all the tents being set up for the big baseball thing going on this weekend at eight o'clock on a Sunday morning, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, we, we did make a decision to not do sports on Sunday mornings. Mm. And uh, that really set a standard and it hurt my kids um, with their teams, mm -hmm. um, but it was worth it, so mm. yeah. Dan, if you were able to rewind the clock and speak to your younger self, what, would, what advice would you give? I was pretty similar. I think, you know, uh, slow to anger, you know, abundant in love, you know, I think is, is a good way to, to think. and. I think that, you know, as parents, it's sometimes tough because you think that 
you know, your kid has just done something and you want to kind of squash that or it's, you know, you start thinking like, is this a reflection of me? I mean, you start having, you start telling yourself all these stories. Um, and really, you know, as far as, you know, kind of disciplining or guiding, you know, time's always your variable. Mm. You know, don't, don't react quickly um, because you always will have kind of time to correct. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and I think that I was fortunate, both my parents, you know, did, you know, modeled that and, you know, and I know, uh, and then, and then also when you don't, when you do react quickly and you go, I wish I could have that back, um, apologize to your kids. I think mm -hmm. modeling the ability to ask for forgiveness is huge because some people struggle with that. And I think being able to go, hey, I really screwed that one up. I am really sorry that I said that, I did that, I didn't handle that the right way. Um, I think models to them the, you know, that that's an important thing to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that that is very, very well said. Very well said. So, so with that, I want to say thank you, gentlemen, for sharing your experiences with us. Can anybody give it up for our, for our panel of dads in here? Guys, you can go ahead and go go take a seat. We're gonna we're gonna pray here in in just a moment. But I think one of the the number one things that I've heard from this panel and things that I think we can all take home is knowing that we're not gonna get everything perfect. Knowing that God has loved us so much and given us so much grace, let's extend that to those that we lead, whether they be sons, whether they be daughters, whether they're, whether they're children, or whether they're our, our coworkers and our friends, those who are following our example, let's turn around and let's extend some grace. So let's, if you would, go ahead and stand to your feet with me this morning. We're going to bow our heads and pray. So if you would, go ahead and close your eyes. We're going to pray. Father, thank you so much, God, for what you have spoken into our lives this morning. God, we're grateful and we're thankful for your presence in this place. We know that Holy Spirit... That, that you are able to teach through every experience. God, you're, you're able to work all things together for the good of those that love you. And, and, and whether we have succeeded or we have failed in our lives, Father, you're so good. Your love is bigger than our failures. God, your love is bigger than our bad decisions. God, that, that is the message of the cross, that no matter what we have done, no matter who we have chosen to be, that there is always that turning point. There is always that moment where we can accept what Jesus has done in our life. We can repent. We can turn. God, you're, you're always extending that hand of forgiveness out to us. Father, I pray this morning as, as we see what you have done in the lives of of these dads, God, that, that you would help us recognize it in our own lives. God, that you would help us recognize where we've been forgiven so that we can freely forgive others. Those that, are, that we're leading, those that are following us, God, whether they're our kids or family or friends, God, when they make the choice that we would not have had them make, God, I pray that you would give us the grace and the compassion to welcome them back with open arms. God, just as you did with, with, with all of us, God, you welcomed us even when we were your enemies. God, I pray, God, that you would give us a, a compassionate heart full of love and forgiveness. 
God, as we leave today, God, we acknowledge you as our Lord. We acknowledge you as our Father. We call you our Dad. Thank you that we can do that this morning. And we're so grateful and 